Hey metalheads, you like tattoos? Of course you do. If you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area, come on over the bridge to Clarksville, Indiana and get you some ink done at Ageless Art. If ink isn't your thing, they have a piercing studio as well. Visit agelessartclarksville.com to see some frequently asked questions, meet the staff. The shop is open Monday through Thursday, 12 to 8 p.m., Saturdays, 12 to 10 p.m., and Sundays, 12 to 6 p.m., all appointment-only spots. You can set up your appointments by phone at 812-283-1793 or email agelessarttattooandpiercing at gmail.com and someone will get you set up for your first or your next tattoo or piercing. Welcome to the night. You think you know Night Demon? Then the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast is for you. Step into the darkness as we peel back the curtain to give you an unprecedented, all-access look into the mind and the heart of the demon. We're talking band history, song analysis, studio anecdotes, stories from the road. It's everything a diehard Night Demon fan could want and more. This is the only place to learn the inside scoop the deep dive trivia, the untold tales from the band members themselves and those closest to the Night Demon story. Need more? The sacred Night Demon crypt will be pried open to reveal demo recordings that have never before seen the light of day. All with in-depth commentary by the band and the people who were there for the writing and recording process. This is a gold mine, a treasure trove of all things Night Demon. Head over to nightdemon.net or wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, Metal Forge fans? This is Alan Bishop, the alchemist of Indiana's Black Forest and head distiller at Spirits of French Lick. Do you find yourself drawn to the unexplained, fascinated by the Fortean, or enchanted by the paranormal? If the things that go bump in the night resonate in your mind, then tune into my brand new podcast, If You Have Ghosts, You Have Everything. Featuring first-hand accounts, collected stories, interviews, history, and speculation related to all things not of this world. Available now on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and more. Set back, relax, and remember, if you have ghosts, you have everything. Hey, it's Jeff McNichol down here at Mom's Music, 1900 Melwood Avenue. I was just thinking, when I was a kid, the magic was at Frankfurt Avenue, the mom's music at Frankfurt Avenue, and I used to beg people to get a ride down there just to hang out with the guys and see all the cool gear. Now that I'm the owner of this store, it's like a dream come true. We're recreating the magic with the vibe that we used to have at the old store. We're carrying all the gear that you're going to possibly want, and we're giving you the outstanding service and personal attention that you deserve. Yeah, so we've got the great guitar shop here. We're carrying USA Fender, USA Gibson, Paul Reed Smith, Gretsch, Jackson, Charvel, anything you could possibly want, we're going to have it for you. Mom's is and always will be Louisville's Music Store.
thank you for tuning into the Metal Forge. I am Mark Jackson, and I'm your host. The premise of the show is pretty simple: awesome interviews and awesome music. If you want to contact me, hit me up at metalforgeradio at gmail.com or visit the website metalforgeradio.com. And now let's get this show on the road. What is going on, metalheads? Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of the Metal Forge. How the hell are you? I'm doing all right. Uh, I am definitely, by the time I'm recording the monologue here, I am definitely doing a lot better than I was during the interview because earlier in the week, something it hit me like the allergies hit me like a ton of bricks, man. But anyways, I have Danny Nelson from the tech death band Malignancy here in the Metal Forge today. And they are playing a festival. It's called Gord in the Heart of Texas. And we'll be talking about that with Danny here momentarily. However, before we get into that, I always like to say, but before we get into that, so I had to change it up a little bit. See, there it is again. There is the crazy, crazy stuff. Let me, give me a second here. Uh, I'm going to take a page out of Athena's book. I'm going to be bumping shit around. I'm going to take, you know, the throat spray here. Yeah, that's a whole lot better. Uh, apple and cherry. Hell yeah, cool stuff. It's good. So, again, I have Danny Nelson from Malignancy here today. We're going to be talking about a, a, a whole lot of awesome stuff. So, does anybody out there just get on to, like, Metal Sucks or Loudwire? And it doesn't even have to be them. It could be cage side seats if you're a wrestling fan. You know, it's the dirt sheet kind of thing. Do you just get on there and you're like, man, I really want to read about this. And then you see the articles and you're like, this is fucking stupid. That's really how I've been. Like, I like the dirt sheet reporting things like Metal Sucks, Loudwire, fucking all of those to me are just like, man, I really wish there was a legit metal publication that didn't just like be campy about shit like ooh, uh motley crew and def leopard and poison and whatever tour that is sold 173 million dollars in uh ticket sales over the tour it's uh, nothing but a good time for their wallets it's like really do you need to talk like that do you need to I mean, just give me the facts, you know, don't church anything up. If it sucks, tell me it fucking sucks. If it fucking is awesome, tell me it's awesome. Don't sit there and be all campy and weird about it. But anyways, I'm just fucking nitpicking on that one. (laughs) Uh, Athena is back today. She is doing an album review of the new Bloodbath album, I believe. Which is awesome. I am totally looking forward to that. And by the way, uh, if you are a musician, get on to Reverb. Uh, you know, there will be links listed below. I am selling my 2014 Gibson EV bass. So have a piece of Metal Forge here. There's pictures on there. Like I said, um, it's moderately priced for what it is. Uh, shoot me a message. I might, might accept offers. I do accept offers, actually. As long as it's a valid offer. I'm not going to fucking take a 73 Pento for it. Even though that probably would be badass. And surprisingly enough, about the same value, I'm not in the market for a 73 Pento. Or am I? Anyways, let's check in with Athena in Metal Mischief. 
Misfits and miscreants. Bangers and meshers. Deviants and the deviated. The tormented and the fermented. Ghouls and goblins. Creatures of the night. Jack those headphones. Crank the volume to max. Spark it up. And just relax. It's time for your deadly dose. Welcome to the next installment of Metal Mischief. On today's lineup, Bloodbath. Survival of the Sickest. Hey, all you dirty metal misfits, it's time for your bath. Your bloodbath. I have procured the scouring pads, the lime, the sulfuric acid, a chainsaw, and a bucket of unholy water. So, you be a good boy, and you get in this fucking tub. Brutal. Malevolent. Relentless. Blistering death metal from Stockholm, Sweden. Bloodbath makes some new maneuvers on survival of the sickest. You know, comparatively speaking from like resurrection through carnage. And although the lineup changed just a smidge, it's not the only factor for the deviant sound of the new album. This album is more dynamic and seems to be, you know, more inspired not so much by like Swedish death metal that we're akin to, but more so like nods towards American legends like Obituary and Morbid Angel. I mean, if you're paying attention to the music in the background, which you should be fucking paying attention to me, but if you're paying attention to that, this is track one. And doesn't it totally just have like this morbid angel feel to you? I, I mean, okay. So each song boasts something different, making this 45 minute album an absolute treat to listen to. Pure old school death metal. As if this supergroup wasn't already demanding your fucking attention, they included some cameos to make the bloodletting, well, more painful. Alongside Bloodbath's official lineup, consisting of legendary Nick Holmes from Paradise Lost, claiming his third album, Death dealing some seriously brutal and blistering vocals. Martin Axtrot from Opeth on drums just pulverizing the skins and delivering the driving angst through the whole album. Anders Nystrom from Catatonia slicing through the fatty tissue with his mighty axe absolutely destroys your nervous system a gloriously painful way to go. Jonas Renzi 
from Catatonia? Okay, so I didn't preface this before, but I'm terrible with fucking names. So if I'm saying I'm wrong, I apologize to you guys. I promise I'm trying my best. But feel free to contact me and correct me. That's totally cool. Jonas Rinksy from Catatonia. Not to be outdone by these other powerhouses has masterfully pronounced his bass skills amongst the throes of riffs and pounding drums. But wait! There's more! Amongst that bloody mess, you can also find the newest member devastating an axe, Thomas Acme. Acme? 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 I don't know. It, it, it's a really cool fucking last name. Who definitely brings some dirt and grime to the already filthy lineup. Now, cue up track two. You have Barney Greenway of Napalm Death breathing down your neck on putrefying corpse and adding just a little bit of like a thrash element to this otherwise devastating death metal album to sweeten the deal you are dealt a dose of Luke LeMay from fucking none other than Gorguts vocally battering you on Carved and laying ground for your delightfully disturbing wet dreams. Unleashed upon us on September 9th of 2022 by Napalm Records, this is death metal at its utmost grit and viciousness. Donning a cover reminiscent of death dealt from the 80s somewhere along like the lines of cannibal corpse and carcass it is indicative of what comes next an extremely brutal old school and i'm doing the the quotation finger thingies i like to do that none of you can fucking see um old school bloodbath this is a solid unrelenting release and it leaves me excited about what they have coming up for us in the fucking future okay we're gonna pause here I'm gonna hit my bowl I'm gonna give you a second to hit yours take the rest of the shot drink this Iron Maiden beer Okay, so that was the nitty. Here is the gritty. I enthusiastically urge you to go pick up this album. Download it from Bandcamp. Make sure you pay for that shit, though. We do not want to steal artists' gold. We do not want to do that. Visit their website. Haunt the web. Check out your local record stores, man. Go say hey to that guy behind the counter who brings you all that fucking good metal that 
is just collecting dust unless you go in there and you flip through it and keep it active. I mean, come on, guys. We know we're a small group. Come on, we gotta support the metal scene. But wait, I mean, hopefully they decide to like tour for this album, which, oh my god, I'll fuck it. I've seen Bloodbath before and I'll definitely go see them again. You know, and then we can score it like straight from the merch table. But I wouldn't wait that long to get your copy if I were you. Because it's time for a fucking bath! A fucking blood bath! We have come to the end, dear metal misfits. It is now time for Athena's five shot review. If you have been sleeping through class, here are the rules. Five shots. I needed five shots to get through the motherfucker. Four shots. Meh, could have used some oomph. Three shots. Good. Made me air drum. Bang my head. Two shots. Really good. Put that shit in the glove box for traveling. One shot. Excellent. I'll probably have a bang over in the morning. I thought I shut my fucking phone off. Shitty drum roll, please. I am going to give Bloodbath's new album, Survival of the Sickest, one shot! Excellent! I'll most definitely have a bang over in the morning. So, until we meet again, have a most excellent time, and remember, Keep it heavy. You know, every time I sit here and get like new reviews from Athena and Jason, I seriously have to go check everything out because they, you know, I know what I like musically and how I've just like did some awesome, like this past weekend, I went to some amazing shows. I got to see Haunt, Seven Sisters, Entranced, and you know, the, the, the local support, and I hate saying local, you all know that I hate saying it, uh, Throne of Iron and Blind Scryer. Both, uh, actually, Entranced will be on the on the Metal Forge soon, but everybody who has played that I got to see over the weekend has been a guest here on the show, and I love that. And they all put on amazing performances. And, you know, so I know what I like musically, and it's just like, Hearing what Jason is into, hearing what Athena is into, hearing the suggestions that you all send to me is super fucking awesome. So please keep doing that. And, you know, I'm going to keep putting out episodes. We're going to keep kicking ass. We're going to keep taking names. And you know what? We're going to sit here and we're going to... Not everything sucks, but you know what? We're going to play some fucking malignancy here. This is Your Life is Shit. Use to include 
All right, Metalheads, this week is a special treat because this band is from upstate New York, right? Upstate New York, I guess. Yonkers? Is that not, I'm not, not, not too good with the ge- geography up there? Yeah, um, Yonkers is right next to the Bronx. So we're, oh, okay. Yonkers was supposed to be a borough, but turned out not to be. And I don't know the logistics of that story, but we are not upstate New York. Okay. Upstate New York is like Buffalo. Albany, Buffalo, okay. Rochester. Yeah, to me. when you get up into the country, up close to Canada, yes, yes, you're you're still close to like New York City and all that. Twenty five minute ride with no traffic, which uh, never happens, know. I'm sure. But <laughs> which, well, it, yeah, it's probably at like three in the morning. <laughs> exactly. But anyways, uh, I have Danny Nelson here from Malignancy, dude. What is going on? What's up, brother? How are you? <sighs> I, I'm I'm congested. I'm kicking ass. I'm taking names. You, you know you gotta right. you, you gotta you gotta kill that shit. You just Damn gotta straight. fucking one of these days. You just gotta fucking do it. Hell yeah! So, you know it. So why the fuck not, dude? How how's uh, New York? Expensive. <laughs> so I'm told. <laughs> fun, fun and expensive. But uh, you know, a lot of things have changed up around here. A lot of venues that. Were places that we, you know, me and my friends would all go to, are just drying up. Manhattan is not the place to go anymore, ever. Uh, last time I went to, last time I went to Manhattan was to see Mortician, Immolation, and Demolition Hammer, and that's probably the last time I'll go to Manhattan until there is another show of that caliber going on Definitely. down there. Yeah. yeah it- Otherwise, good. Uh, it seems like a lot of clubs have shut down up there. I've had friends that have just up and moved from like mm-hmm. living in like New Jersey to California over the pandemic yeah. and everything because uh-huh. it's not necessarily a viable place anymore when it comes to per capita, I guess. Yeah, it's it's nuts. It's nuts. But, you know, that kind of thing happens. Uh, real estate gets bought up. They don't want to offer a lease or they raise the rent too high and the business can't afford it so they have to close up shop and hopefully move somewhere else or then that's it and then we have another asshole coffee shop that we don't need right another fucking starbucks out there and shit like that yeah some bullshit yeah uh so yeah seriously you know support your support your local businesses for goddamn sure (laughs) oh yeah i mean you know local watering hole is is the best oh yeah i mean i wish yeah, I don't have one anymore around. I mean, to be honest, I didn't. I never really hung out in Yonkers, and I have since moved out of Yonkers. So I'm I'm in the city now, not in Manhattan, thankfully. But it's I don't know. I just there's no such thing as a metal bar anymore. There's only a couple that are really awesome, but they're not very close. And I don't really want to drive and drink, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, for sure. So. Every, like I said, Malignancy's been around for 30 years. Y'all started yes, in 92 as Carcinogen and then changed the name. Yes. So you released your first full-length album. It says here on the Metal Archives, I, I, it's kind of like the Wikipedia for Metalheads, I, I think. Oh, yes, I know. I'm familiar with it. I'm a <laughs> member, and I added a lot to it. <laughs> I, I do as well. I do as well. It's it's so fun. Uh but it shows that you all did your first full length in '99, yes. Uh, and your latest full length, 
which was in two uh, uh, excuse me, 2019. Yes, that is was we re-recorded the original full length. Okay. Yeah, because we the the tapes were lost to time somewhere. Band member had it, got lent out, got transferred. Transfers got ruined. Original tapes are MIA right now. Oh wow! So we just decided to re-record it with the current lineup that we had um, at that particular time, and just went with it and. Thankfully, Severed Records was into it, and he. We, what we did as a treat for fans, as we offered both versions, the original, you know, from 1999, unedited, untouched, and then we re-recorded it with today's technology and, and the present band members. Hell yeah. And it, was, and it was only, I think he was charging 12 bucks on the website. Uh, we were charging 10 at shows. So you got two discs for ten bucks, dude. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah, we didn't want to. We didn't want to feel like I didn't want to make the fans feel like they were getting screwed over. Right. So you know, Intruder in the original hasn't been available in on CD probably for ten years. You know, so we said, "Fuck it, let's just re-record it and give the fans they got both versions." You know, and whatever they don't like one version, use it as a coaster. I don't know. <laughs> for sure uh you know which is also interesting because you know exodus did something similar to that where yes. where they did uh what was it blood in blood out it was the is that the is that the one where they re-recorded bonded by blood uh i i am not a hundred percent sure yeah it's something I like think, that but yeah so, yeah i mean they did actually they did re-record bonded by blood but it was with a different vocalist yeah yeah, because Bay was passed uh, by that time. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot his name. Not uh, not think, Souza. It uh, wasn't Souza. It I think was it's Rob um, Dukes. Yes, Rob Dukes. Yeah, right. that was that was a, that was quite a while ago. Yeah, I remember when they did that. And then Testament also did First Strike Is Still Deadly, which was just a re-recording of songs from Legacy and the New Order, which I think is fucking amazing sounding. Oh yeah, and, and you know sometimes it needs that. You know, because you listen to the original quality of something, and yes. and it's like, wow! It's like, how did this mm -hmm. become this big explosion of of music? Yeah. And then, mm -hmm. because the quality is just for for let's face it, it's for shit on a lot of things because you don't have the, oh yeah because you don't have the mm -hmm. budget or anything. But yeah, then, uh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, yeah, totally, I agree, and and it's a shame that a lot of the bigger bands that we all grew up with, like Testament, Overkill, Creator, even, well, Metallica, they're kind of out of that, but, you know, I'm trying to think of some other thrash bands, Exodus too, like, they, they can't, the major labels will not, that they were on at that time, like Atlantic and stuff, they will not put up the money to remaster that old recording. Oh, absolutely. You know, so I, that really sucks. Very much so. That was something that when Lips from Anvil was on the show a while back, and we had oh. talked about that, where the back in the day you used to sign your rights away for life. Now you can't do that. There, there's there's certain stipulations and stuff in your in your contract where the rights revert back to you after so long. And that's great. The company that purchased the rights to their first three albums. 
doesn't export to the United States for one and will not do a repress of anything. They, they'll do and it what? in Canada, but but that's that's only if he basically begs for it. That's that is just completely ridiculous to me. I mean, those those first three Anvil records are killer. Oh, I grew yeah. up listening to that shit, you know. And even even Strength of Steel is good. I mean, they were pretty damn consistent with their style, and uh, it's just it's a shame. Because I mean, at least in this day and age, we have digital. And perhaps they could buy a digital copy, or you can get it used somewhere, or you could just listen to it on YouTube for free. Whatever. At least the music is still available, and it's not like locked in an archive. But if you want a hard copy, you, you know you might have to pay secondary market prices. Right. And if it's a if it's a tough release to find, then you're gonna you're gonna have to dig deep for that one. Oh yeah, there's there's a few thrash bands that are out there that I've seen albums on, and I mean even still like. Even Venom albums I've seen on Amazon for like $900. <laughs> yeah, that is just absolutely ridiculous. People that try to sell records for that are are yeah. idiots. Yeah, I agree. I just, it's just you're killing the scene. That's why T-shirts are so ridiculous because you got all these guys that, you know, pump the price up on eBay and, you know, you're paying... $850 for a death metal shirt from 1992 that has tour dates on it. Really? And it's long sleeve. Oh my God. Wow. Really? The band's <laughs> probably going to make it again and maybe there'll be different tour dates on the back or not. Who cares? It's like the t-shirt game is so crazy. And with all the bootleggers, you can get a pretty awesome bootleg for like 25 bucks, 20 oh, bucks. Yeah. And it's like, if you're into that, cool. If you don't want to support the bootleggers, don't. I get it. I, I'm kind of like on the cusp with that. I don't like when they bootleg our shit because if you want to, just ask and we'll give you a license. Go for it. Do what you got to do. Just make sure you give us a cut of it. You know, don't just go off the rails and start making shit. That happens in a lot of different countries, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> Places where you're you not know, regularly at. It happens. Yes, yeah, or yeah, or might not ever be. Right. You know, and I, I see them on eBay. Like I, I search malignancy on eBay. Why not? And I'm like, oh shit, look at that. Why is our first album going for sixty seven dollars on eBay on CD? That is absolutely ridiculous to me. I don't agree with that. I would never sell anybody one of our records for that kind of money. I would give it to you for ten bucks. You know. Right. Oh no, I I totally agree that that whole market is just so weird. Like, yeah, I get the I get like the deal with like being in like South America or Australia and places like that that actually do that stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, but on the flip side of that, have you ever yes. searched and saw like a design for a shirt that you all did not do, and you're like, wow, that's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> right. not yet. I mean, there could be, uh, and, you know, my memory might not be serving me right now because, you know, shit happens when you get older, and I don't know, I'm, I maybe I saw something 10 years ago and forgot about it, and I'll find the picture on, on an old hard drive, and I'll be like, oh, shit, I did, and they did, and I liked it, but we never, we never sought them out. You know, it's possible. I mean, you know, if, we, if I did come across something cool like that, I might talk to whoever put it out and say hey let's make this legit hell yeah see that's there you go that's like that would be the ultimate thing for me it's like seeing something be like wow i didn't even want that that's pretty fucking cool <laughs> yeah 
So with the last album coming out in, well, the re-recording of the first album coming out in 2019. Yes. You know, that here we are. Obviously, there's been a pandemic. Uh, mm-hmm. What's going on now? Well, first off, I, I thank you 100% for recognizing that we did do a release in 2019 because I have people that interview me and say, how come your last album came out in 2012? (laughs) And it's like, well, we put out a seven inch, we put out an EP and then we re-recorded Intruder. And so it's like, that sounds, that's three releases to me. A lot of people don't count EPs and seven inches as a release, but we certainly do, especially if there's new material on it. It's a, it's a fucking, it's a yeah. viable release. Oh, absolutely so, yes, it is. You know, thank you for recognizing that that is an actual release. Um, <clears throat> we just, we are in the mixing stages right now of our new record. Hell yeah. So we, uh, we have 10 brand new songs. Uh, artwork is already done and we're just going through the motions with the mix. I'm the one holding up the mix right now because I feel like my vocals aren't loud enough because, you know, we're all like that. <laughs> I, I just, I have to listen to it on different, you know, different types of, you know, my shitty car stereo. Maybe I'll try to find a Walkman or my iPod or something and just, I got to listen to it in different ways to see if it's just maybe my stereo is, you know, burying my vocals for some reason because I have the bass too high or whatever the hell it is. So, but yes, we, we have brand spank a new record that will be ready to go as soon as all the mixing and mastering is done and hopefully we can squeeze it in for the end of the year and if not it'll be out in january hopefully hell yeah fingers crossed on all that shit yeah going back to the <clears throat> mixing and, and and everything yes i totally get what you're saying because i'm a musician as well and mm-hmm. and being a, a bass player and a vocalist absolutely you know making oh. sure you listen to everything on everything that you can listen to it on Mm-hmm. Whether, yeah. and, no, whether it's hooking it up, like you said, to the iPod, to the car stereo, to whatever. And, you know, a lot of people this day and age with the resurgence of vinyl, you mm-hmm. know, having a, a vinyl mix oh, yeah. is so important to have, too. Oh, absolutely. That's that's going to be part of it. We might even, I don't think we have to do a cassette mix, but I'm going to find out. Because, you know, again, there are different, it's a different media form. And we've had a lot of cassettes come out, but I have yet to listen to them because I, you know, I know the material and I'd rather just listen to the MP3 version on my iPod because it's easy for me to just scroll through shit. Right. But, you know, I'm going to talk to our, uh, you know, mixer, our producer and see what, what he thinks. But definitely... I mean, you know, it's great is right now vinyl is, is in hell because the lead time on vinyl production is about a year. Right. So our new album will be out on CD and tape and vinyl will, <laughs> maybe you could get the jacket, like you could pre-order it and you'll get the jacket first. Because <laughs> that, that printing is like, that's like, you know, nothing. That lead time is nothing. And then you have to wait to get the actual vinyl in the mail in a year. And you'll forget, and then you'll get it and be like, oh, shit, I completely forgot I ordered this. Oh, yeah, it's it's almost like it's new again. Uh, yeah. That was that was another thing, like, with the whole pandemic, you know, like, talking with Lips again, bringing him back up here, was 
they always put their albums out in January. And yeah. when everything just kind of like took a shit, mm-hmm. they didn't get to go on tour and tour an album. So when they finally did get to go back on tour, they already had another album released. <laughs> so it's like, that sucks. yeah, because really now you've got a tour two albums. Yep. You well, know. you know, they'll just, they'll just have to tour extra hard, <laughs> twice as hard and twice as long to push both. Oh yeah, they've uh, they're yeah they have been doing that. That's crazy. Yeah, they did like it is. They did two full months here. Now they're doing like two and a half full like months overseas. Wow. Yeah, it's nuts. That's a lot. That that is definitely a lot. I don't know of many people who could actually pull that off. I mean, Uh, I still um, have to have a day job. (laughs) uh, Yeah, I I have a day job, and and I cannot. I can't sacrifice that. Plus I have a, you know, I have a, a life. I can't, I can't be leaving people behind and shit, you know, going away for two months. Right. Oh, absolutely. That's a long time for sure. So you're in the mixing stages. That's, that's awesome as hell. Uh, do you, can you, can you tell us a name or is it still under lock and key? Oh no. The name is not under lock and key. I just mentioned it in an interview that I did for a magazine down in Texas because we're playing a festival this coming weekend called Gord in the Heart of Texas, and it's down in the Fort Worth area. So um, we're doing that, and local magazine down there reached out and wanted to do an interview, so I was like, hell yeah. So the name of the record will be called Discontinued. Oh, yeah, I like I like that I'm just using one word and it's basically it's it's kind of us. We are discontinued. Uh we will be soon. Uh you know, there's an expiration date on the human race and and uh, it's coming. Wow, that's <laughs> that's pretty heavy. That's hardcore. And uh, you know, I I've been writing weird shit like that the whole time. I mean, once I got out of my little it's got to be gory, you know, I got out of that and I just started thinking a little bit more. A lot of the lyrics I write, I try to um, have people think. It's not always cut and dry. And sometimes you can interpret my lyrics in a different way, that maybe that was not what I meant them to be about. And then you kind of, it registers registers to you as something completely different. And that's cool. For sure. I'm, I'm about it. I'm about education. I think, unfortunately, there's a lot of uh, bands out there that, vocalists don't write lyrics they don't sing lyrics they they do just do a lot of uh kind of i don't know they they just kind of growl you know to the the rhythm and and i i mean it sounds cool i like it in a way but i i really wish that they had they something just, to say I, yeah put put down put, put put it down on paper man and, and just i think it would be so much more powerful that you're if you're coming across and you have you know something to say as opposed to just like you know the normal death metal vocals that we all grew up on which were you know let's mutilate women and and uh you know all that silliness that thankfully has i think it's gone but there's still bands that try to you know do that style which it's already been done a thousand times over we don't need any more of that shit right 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 so the festival that you're talking about, Gord in the Heart of Texas, I love that. I, I saw the I saw the flyer for it a few days ago, and I was like, you know what? That is a fucking awesome name for a fucking festival. <laughs> Hell Which, 
uh, again, it's in uh, St. Holtham City, Texas, or Holtham yes. City, Texas. Uh, mm-hmm. It's today and tomorrow. So the, uh, today, the 23rd, Friday, uh, Saturday, the 24th. Starts at uh, 3 p.m. each day. Uh, tickets, 35 50 and 75 bucks. It looks like there's a ton of bands on here. There's about 28 bands over the two days. Yeah, it's killer. And which day are you all actually playing? Are you playing today or, or Saturday? We're playing today. Awesome. So y'all are closing out the Friday night show then, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. Uh, yes, we are. Hell yeah. There is, dude, like on huge festival shows like that, I, I'm always really torn about it. Like, do I really want to go and spend like 14 hours at a show? I agree with you. It's It's tough. It's tough on everybody. It's tough on the fans, and it's also tough on the musicians because, you know, you know what it is. You're, you're a musician. You know how it is. Everything oh, yeah. is Sit hurry up and wait, and then hurry. Hurry up and wait. You know, get there, load in, get your table set up, and then you got to sit there with your thumb up your ass for ten hours waiting to get on stage, and it kind of deflates the energy you know that that you might have like you know like, oh my god i can't fucking wait to play this year and then you get there and it's like and and it's always some stupid ass load in time like you had to be yeah. there at nine in the morning and you don't play yeah, until like, really and you don't yeah. play until 12 o'clock at night yeah it's it's kind of it can be very very uh trying and and difficult to to navigate and that's why there's alcohol that always <laughs> helps but <laughs> yes but not but you got to pace yourself cuz if you start yes. if you start day drinking too early oh no and you're playing last uh-huh. <laughs> it might it well, might technically be another day <laughs> oh definitely dude i mean i don't i stopped doing that i used to you know drink a couple beers here and there to loosen up and uh, now i try to not drink at all until i get on stage and i'll have a beer like midway through the set just to kind of you know skate through because. You know, I saw a band, and I'll leave, I'll leave their name alone for this because, like, I don't see it that often. And I, I see people drink beer and shit on stage. But it, yes. straight up vocalist came out with a fucking giant ass bottle of fucking tequila. Ugh. And I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, who does that shit? I don't know. Either an old timer or somebody that wants to fall on their face that night. I don't know. No shit. Yeah, they uh I would say they were an old timer. <laughs> uh, wow. But yeah, I mean I, I mean I'll have a beer or shit, but like no, I couldn't do that. I mean maybe maybe a whiskey, you know. I I will do that, but not a whole bottle of the fucking shit. <laughs> no, 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 no. You can't. <laughs> Same with the greens, you know, I don't I don't smoke the greens before Sometimes not even after. I mean, I'm not a huge, you know, I'm not a huge uh, smoker in general um, of the wacky tobacco, but I like to indulge. But generally not at shows, you know, even, even you know, nowadays it's, it's, it's even more tough, you know, with this silly pandemic and, and this new sickness that's, you know, everybody's handing off to each other. It seems a lot of people are getting it partying at right. shows. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and, and it sucks, man. It, it's just like fuck, really. Like I, <laughs> I want to hang out with my boys in Texas, you know. But I'm kind of, you know, I'm not going to get that fucked up. Just right. have a couple, relax. Maybe I'll I'll go back to the hotel and and get yoked up. I don't know. You know, I don't I know. Mean, yeah, definitely. I totally get you on that. Speaking of, you know, the mm-hmm. the devil's lettuce. 
Uh, is is it legal in New York? Yes, it is. Ah, fucking Kentucky's going to be the last place, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> I, it, you know, we're I in the not. Bible Belt. Is why I, I know you are, but I hope not. <laughs> I really do because that's when it's got to be a separation of church and state because that's pretty much the state will get lots of monies from people that want to buy and. Uh, Shit. Well, I'll just say, you know, sometimes it's got to be the separation of state and state with the fucking senate, the senator in fucking Kentucky. <laughs> uh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, politics <laughs> just suck. Politicians, yeah. it's, ugh, I don't know. Between, I don't know who's worse, politicians or religious fanatics. I really just do not understand where they're coming from, and oh, it yeah. just seems like they always have this nefarious kind of underlying thing that they're doing you know they're just they're just trying to fuck somebody some way somehow yeah. yeah it's like that you shouldn't do that well why because it's not right well what the fuck yeah. who are you to say what's fucking right <laughs> exactly and then what are you doing behind closed doors you know exactly i think there's a country song about that no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> if For, there isn't there should be f- fuck right yes <laughs> So hell yeah, this uh, you know, so a two day festival, like I said, fourteen fucking bands in one day or whatever, being there for like fourteen hours a day, one day mm-hmm. I can deal with. Like I'm, yes. a, I'm a, I mean, you heard the story before we got on air, so you know it's like here yes. I'm bitching about a fucking festival show, and it's like mm-hmm. I didn't hardly sleep at all over this weekend. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh, <laughs> I saw one of the best concepts for a three-day festival. Okay. It was a, It was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. But Friday and Saturday were all bands. And it's like a big camp-out thing, too. Which I... Yes. You know, so which is totally cool. And then Sunday, they did metal breakfast and, like, DJ shit. Like, playing fucking metal over the loudspeakers. For, like... Okay. It's like, cure your bang over Sunday. For like a metal breakfast for, you know, everybody, you know, you could come in and grab some fucking breakfast food before you, you embarked on your, on your trip home. That's cool. Where was that? You know, for the life of me, I can't remember. Uh, Was it, was it full terror assault? It was not actually, but I mean, that would be totally cool if Joey would do that. Yeah, dude. Because his, that festival has grown so much yeah, over the last six years it has and I'm, I'm happy for him because he's a kick-ass dude and we got we were lucky enough to play last year and uh oh man it was such a fucking fun time i mean i had covid i had just gotten over covid so the first night we got there we drove like i don't even know 14 hours i was pretty much fucking dead on my feet oh wow but you know the next day i don't know what happened man the metal gods fucking shine some some shit on me and I was able to you know growl because up until that point you know I, I didn't I hadn't been doing anything I couldn't I, you know from that shitty cough and all that bullshit all those symptoms I was destroyed and I was like holy shit I hope I could do it I don't want to cancel and say 
you know, oh, well, I, I'm getting over COVID. And then I wake up on Saturday and I fucking feel great and I'm 14 hours away and there's no way I can, I can make it, you know? So right. I, I just, I just fucking bit the bullet and said, fuck it. You know, if I fail, I fail, whatever. Definitely. Just try. So, uh, that flyer that I saw was actually, uh-huh. Ju- it was back in July and it was Tacoma, okay. it was Tacoma summer metal beach party. Uh, wow. Cult fest is what it was called. Uh, bands All like right. C- Command, Skeletor, uh, they were playing the show. Uh, Blighted okay. Eye was on there, and they did the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And and, and I I thought I'd read Breakfast, but it was uh, Bang Over Barbecue. Nice. And it was oh. organized like a pitch-in kind of thing, like a potluck. Cool. Yeah, I mean, like that's outside the box. Like I'm um, when I went to the show the show this past weekend. We did. It was a matinee show on Sunday, mm-hmm. and it's like starting a metal show at three in the afternoon. Are you fucking mad? <laughs> uh, but it was done. I know. But it was done oh, by yeah. seven. It kicked ass. I mean, it was probably one of the better shows I've ever seen because everybody was just like, again, not waiting. You know, hurry up and wait. Shit. Yeah. 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 I know. That's great. Yeah. We just uh, last weekend we played a festival in Brooklyn. A friend of ours put it together uh, from this band, Sick Bay. The, the guitarist, Jim, it's his second go at this fest. It's called Back from the Dead Fest. And uh, it was uh, a lot of bands. He had two stages, and uh, it, it, it kicked ass. You know, the venue's cool. Alcohol choice was, you know, a little, little uh, could have been better for sure (laughs) but I mean the band's kicked ass you know the sound was as good as it could be with what they got and shit like that but it was a lot of fun and it it was great to just play Brooklyn again we haven't played Brooklyn in quite a few quite a few months I don't even remember it was probably the beginning of this year so it was great and uh, you know get to hang out with our boys and it was was a lot of fun and I just wish that there wasn't as many bands you know what i'm saying so right. next year he he said he's like i'm not doing the second stage he's like nope we got to trim it we got to make it just a certain amount of bands because it started at three o'clock in the afternoon right and, uh, and then who you know if it starts at three like uh, on a friday or two on a friday you know unless you're exp- like going and you know you're going like four or five months in advance of the show I mean, mm-hmm. that really kind of kills your walk-in business, I would think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to take a day out at work, and and if you, it depends on what work you do. And oh yeah, uh, it's just uh, I I don't like taking off for shows. Um, neither does my girlfriend because she's like she gets upset because you know that eats into us trying to do things together. Oh, like yeah, vacations. having vacations and stuff. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, we... I, totally. I haven't been you. on a real vacation, and I can't even tell you, brother. <laughs> it's just... The band is all-consuming. It just takes up all my time, you know, throughout the years. And uh, the pandemic was... was cool, because we weren't allowed to play. So I, I actually enjoyed having a year off, just relaxing. Right. And just not having to deal with all of the rigmarole that goes with band shit, you know, getting the trip ready and going on the road and driving and dealing with all the expenses and all the nonsense that goes with it. And then, of course, there's the payoffs. You know, you 
play in front of cool people. You sell merch. You get your name out there. You know, and you just meet a lot places. of awesome people too. Oh, absolutely. I, I can't even tell you how many people that we've met that were fans and were now friends. Yeah. Oh, and that's that's totally how this uh, this past weekend was for me. Was you know I've been talking to these people through the podcast since the pandemic, you know, and not ever actually getting to meet them. One of the bands was from the United Kingdom, so yeah, this cool. was this was their first time in America ever. Was was that Skeletor? No, uh, Seven Sisters. Okay, cool, yeah, cool. Skeletor's from uh, Seattle, I believe. Yeah, see, I I don't know because I'm a I'm a big He Man fan, but I don't. Uh, I've heard that there's a Skeletor band. I hear there's all kinds of different Masters of the Universe kind of type. You know, like they they right. have the name or they may they may go with that theme. I'm a huge Masters uh, fan too. <laughs> yeah, so I, I I wasn't really sure. I mean, I have friends from Germany that are you know Masters is huge in Germany. Yeah, it always has been. And they sent me a flyer and a T-shirt from some crazy festival. Skeletor's on it, and there's fucking all these crazy bands. I was like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) (laughs) That's so cool. uh, I want that. Why is that not here? Yeah, exactly. You know, I saw one. Well, I have actually a box set version of the of pretty much all of the series, except for like the the, except for like the new adventures. Okay. Uh, they only put like 20 episodes of that in there because it was garbage. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, but uh, there's a soundtrack CD, and they actually... Oh, ha- I know. Yep, they have I, the German I, I, soundtrack in with it. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, it's so cool. Fucking, that's killer. Yeah, I I, pro- I think I have that box set. Is it the one with the castle on it? Yes. It's like kind of... Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty thick. It comes with forever a, to get that shit. Oh, yep. yeah. It comes with like a gold yeah. version of the, the, the power sword, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. I it, it's it's really funny because they they did that version but then they put out um the cartoon soundtrack through another company um a few years after that and I had gotten that and I was like, "Oh, fuck yeah." And then it took me a long time to track that down for a cheap price because I missed it. It sold out the um that box set. And I really wanted it. I didn't want to get the separate ones and try to build them all. I just wanted the whole shebang and that's it. You know, one, one purchase. Well, one of the things I do actually like about having the box set is it's all right there. You know, they've got, they've got the original series. They've got the, uh, the best episodes of the new adventures and they've got the 2002 series. Oh yeah. But what I do like about the, when they did break out and put out the, the first release on DVD, where the uh-huh. spine art made the uh, Castle Grayskull and Snake Mountain diorama. Yes. That and where and the Fright Zone when they included Shira in there as well. Mm-hmm. And then when they included the new, the new adventures, they had the space scene. So like between like eight sets of DVDs, you had this nice nice shelf art. Yes. So that's always pretty cool too. So do you still yeah, have I that. So do you still have all of your uh all of your figures from when you were a kid? Unfortunately, I do not. I have some. See, when I was around 13, 14 years old, I was like, fuck toys, I don't need these, and I ended up giving them to a younger kid in my neighborhood and uh, that was less fortunate than I at the time, and I was just like, yo, take all my shit. 
Right. And I gave him a ton of shit. And I wish I didn't, but I'm glad I did. You know, kind of thing. Did you made that person's I, day? I did. I might have made his fucking five years. Who knows? I mean, he's a good kid. He's really cool. Reggie, wherever you are, I hope you're fucking still rocking. So I, uh, I actually have more he-man figures now than i did when i was a kid <laughs> right especially with the origins <laughs> releases that are that are out oh there. dude the classics the origins it's, it's all killer um i i am a fan of the originals but when they when mattel did that maddie collect collector shit and subscribes and, you know the subscriptions and shit yeah. i i jumped on board and man i i never i didn't realize how many of these things i have oh Holy yeah the shit. Yeah, uh, Lars from Rancid, he he talks about where he was part of that the the Maddie Collector as well, and it's just so many they they did so many different concepts of different people like they did the yep. filmation versions of of figures yes. they did mm -hmm. the like the actual release versions of figures it's yeah so yes. many like they did Granamere but they did two different versions of they did like the mini yes. comics version of Granamere and it's yep. It's like it's totally cool. I didn't buy both. I just have the first release. I didn't get the repaint. I just I couldn't afford it, and I'm glad I didn't because I don't have room. And I'm, I've been starting to liquidate some of my shit just because I I have a giant storage unit with all this crap in it. Not just all masters, but I have no place to display it. What's the point? Right. You know, it's just collecting dust in a box. So we're talking about masters. Do you watch uh, Pixel Dan on YouTube? Yes, I, I've, I've <laughs> followed too. a lot of his shit for a long time. I, I he's great. Oh, oh yeah, he's totally like I want to read his book, The Toys of Masters of the Universe, that he put out during the pandemic. Oh shit! I didn't. I didn't even realize. Yeah, he went through and wrote like an in-depth comp comprehensive like compendium of like every single toy that was ever produced from mm -hmm. masters of the universe he even went into like um where like south america had like the titans nice like yeah like titus and and that uh -huh. stuff where you know you didn't get those here in america yeah yeah the same shit with um laser light skeletor oh yeah he was I don't think he was ever released in the United States. I could be wrong. I don't think so. I think we only got I think he was lost. like Germany. Yeah, I think he was like Germany and Spain or something crazy. And I actually have him. Ooh. I was, we went on a tour. I think it was, um, he was with Dehumanized. Not a, not 100%. Abnormality, us and Dehumanized. Uh, and beneath, I believe. Sometimes I get these two tours mixed up, so sorry, guys, whoever's listening. <laughs> if, I, if I added you to the tour that you weren't on. But, yeah, a friend of mine, uh, Sebastian from Germany, he was like, yo, I got a bunch of shit. You know, do you want it? We'll just trade shirts, merch, whatever. And I was like, dude, I'd love it. He brought a shopping bag. Fucking, dude, the shit that was in there. And he, he also had the Fright Zone but he said he couldn't fit it in the car because the box was so big. And I told him, don't bother bringing it because I'm on tour and it'll probably get destroyed by the time the tour is over. Right. And I, and, and I wish I would have said, bring it <laughs> because now there's no fucking way I'm ever going to get that. Uh, Especially but, with the values of things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this was, this was years ago when things were, you know, worth Joe, but 
now it's just out of hand. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. that's just like, I really wanted the last four figures of the classic series were the, mm-hmm. were the film figures. Yes. And I so wanted that, but you had to buy all four. That Yeah, that to me is... is really irritating yeah there's no reason for that no because obviously you know i i would have wanted just i mean he-man and fucking golden god skeletor yeah yeah exactly <laughs> but yeah That's it. but you had to buy you had to buy karg to get mm-hmm. to get all to get a, a chance to even buy singles after that yeah and, and they're I so mean, expensive that- now they are, and and that you know the Ultimates line with Super Seven are crazy. Uh, yeah, it's just I I just I just can't. There's just too much. I have too much too because I'm into Transformers, Masters, GI Joe, oh, wow. Silverhawks, you name it. I, I'm I'm I probably have something from it in my collection somewhere. I you know I, I get just, that. You know Star Wars. Holy shit! You can't even. <laughs> Star Wars is my main shit. That's what got me back into collecting back in the early 90s. So uh, <laughs> so the power of the Force figures? Oh, those fucking <laughs> terrible ones. Those <laughs> fucking weightlifting Leia's and shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking well, I, Hulk Hogan got, solo. Oh, dude. <laughs> fucking. <laughs> yeah, I, I did not. I mean, I, I was into those. I was, I was happy that they put them out. But luckily, I got into collecting. I was collecting the old Kenner line because oh, I yeah. still had a bunch of my original toys. But I went crazy. I, I there was like a swap meet show on Cablevision down here called uh, Swap and Shop or some shit like that. So I put an ad up. Wanted Star Wars, GI Joe's, Transformers, blah blah blah. And then people would just call me and say, "Hey." I got some Star Wars. You want to come take a look? And I'd go blow 50 bucks and buy their whole collection. And I would get stuff still in the box. Like it was like, it was amazing. It was an amazing time to be a collector because I got so much shit. I never had for like almost nothing. I'm sure those people are killing themselves right now because they probably could have, you know, like what's that guy's number? (laughs) Yeah. I want, I want want my shit back. (laughs) Right. It's like paying the premium, you know. That's how it is. Yeah, and it's that yeah. that whole market. Everything that's collectible, especially now, yeah. has just went through the fucking roof. Whether it's oh, old eighties yeah. toys, even like even like Big Jim, you know, Mattel mm-hmm. and Mattel in the seventies, where the the, yep. the tiger from Big Jim is, you know, Battle Cat. Battle Cat, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. and oh, it's yeah. just so many. Uh, the collecting market has just went through the roof on everything, whether it's toys, whether it's NES and Sega stuff. It's just, oh God, it's yes. all crazy. Yep. Yeah, and you know what's fucked up too, though? Uh, it's I'm, I'm happy that so much is available, but there's companies that are doing some dirty-ass shit. Oh, yeah. And I, you know, I understand about the repaints and all that stuff. I know that you have to pay for the mold. I kind of understand that now. I didn't, you know, back in the day when they would do shit like that, I didn't get it. I'm like, what the fuck? I don't need a red version of this character. Like, fuck that. I don't want, you know, Volcano Red Predator. You know, that's bullshit. I don't want that. But now I, you know, 
research and stuff. I understand there's all these videos all over YouTube about why companies have to do that to sustain themselves and, and help pay for the molds because the molds are way too expensive. Yes. And, they're, uh, they're way ahead. too, no, they're way too expensive because like, you know, they, a lot of times outsource that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Everything's outsourced now. Jesus. We live in a country where nothing's made in America. <laughs> there's a couple things that say made in the USA. All right, cool. Everything should be made in the USA so that we can be strong again. But that's another stupid thing right. that I don't really get into. But I just wish that all of our in, you know, infrastructure and in our industry that got farmed out and all these huge mills and, and um, factories got closed down, I wish we could just reopen that and give people jobs again. And, and it could be cool and we wouldn't have to worry. And like if we get into a war with a country, they're going to cut us off of something. It's like we can sustain ourselves, you know. Absolutely, I agree. But on that note, a little a mm-hmm. uh, little later than than normal in in today's episode because this has been such an awesome conversation. I do want to <laughs> ask you a couple of general profile questions before we leave today. Sure, not a problem. These are all about you as a person, you know, just down home kicking it kind of guy, you know. Just, all right. What is the best present you ever received? Wow. The best present I ever received. All right. Uh, I got that. And it's a master's present. Okay. So 2000X Skeletor statue. My friend, my friend Blue Jensen from Guttural Secrete knew that I wanted it. And he had it. He boxed that bitch up and sent it to me. And he goes, yo, something coming for you in the mail. Be on the lookout. This fucking giant box arrives. I'm like, what the hell did this guy send me? It's like, he better have not sent me that fucking Skeletor. <laughs> he sent me that fucking Skeletor. And holy fucking shit. It, it's, it's amazing. Uh, it's, it's, up, it's out of the box. It's been out of the box. Wherever I move to, it's always on a shelf somewhere so I can look at it. And I... <laughs> It's one of the last things I look at every time I go to sleep, and it's gorgeous. It's the first thing you wait, see when you wake up. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah, That dude. ceiling fan. <laughs> that that the ceiling fan, absolutely. Yeah, dude, is it like a resin statue? I, to be honest, I'm not sure. It could be It could be porcelain. Oh, okay. I don't know. I'm not but sure. But it's not, what... not like the PVC, like the Diamond Series stuff. No, no. This is... Uh, do I have the box up here? No, I don't. I put it in my storage unit. I'm not, to be honest with you, I'm not sure. Thankfully, nothing's shipped off, so I can't tell what it is because I don't want to. But it's, exactly. it's hefty as hell. Okay, it's yeah, it's probably box. resin or porcelain, I would say then. Yeah. See, those things, oh, man, they're so awesome. I would. The, yeah. You see, like, these big dioramas of, like, uh, one, one I saw was where it was a sentinel. And it was, like, a quarter-scale mm-hmm. sentinel. Wow. I mean, it, oh, yeah. it, it, it literally cost, like, $4,500. Yep, and it was just like <laughs> son of a bitch. Like, what collectors right? are you like shopping? You know, what? Who is buying this? <laughs> Rich and, motherfuckers that can buy it. Oh yes, you know that's exactly what it is. I mean, you know, if, if you and I came into that kind of money, we'd be buying that shit. Oh yeah, I, for sure. I mean, there was a there was a life size uh, Harley Quinn that DC released. So yeah, probably so. Wow. Whew. Man, what is the main quality you think makes a great person? Patience. 
<laughs> especially in the music well, industry. I mean, listen, that's part of it. There are so many things that I think I don't think it could be one thing. I don't think it could be one thing. I think it has to be a combination of things because you can be patient but still be an angry person. I don't know. Right. I, I, no, you're I don't, right. You know, so it's it's kind of tough. It's a tough one to answer with one word, but I would say from my own experience, I think it needs to be a bunch of things to make a good person. You know, understanding, patience, you know, empathy for your fellow man and woman, of course. You know, it's just, it's just so much. Definitely. Because you, be, you, you can be patient, but then you could... Still be a know, dick, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you go when you need to blow off steam? Hmm... Well, generally, it would be band practice uh, would be the, the best thing. Uh, and when the pandemic happened, there was no real place to go. So, yeah, it's you have to wait. I don't know. It, it, there was a lot of buildup for that. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, band practice would probably be the best. And we don't jam as much as I wish we did. So I have like a nice little attic space that I'm working on that will be my my spot to escape and you know play some video games or jerk off or whatever the fuck it is <laughs> that I feel I need to do to set you know, up no pun in, no pun intended but blow off some steam. <laughs> right. <laughs> set up some uh set up some Castle Grayskull and <laughs> You know that that's that's a possibility. I, I mean, I wish I had the space to do that, man, but I do have the, uh, you're familiar with Icon Heroes? Yes. They put out that fucking sick Castle Grayskull. I didn't get the deluxe one where it's like up on that bridge and all that other shit, but I do have the main castle and it's fucking gorgeous. Is, and Is that the one that's like 48 inches tall or something? Um, because I know, no. well, I know Super Seven did. Uh, oh, or, I have that one. Yeah, I have. I have. Well, I have the one from Mattel. Okay, this one is a, is a like again like a resin or maybe cold cast oh, porcelain. Okay. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's like a, a three dimensional one, and it's insane. It's it's crazy because it's all sides, and you know you you never saw Castle Grayskull from behind. This has Castle Grayskull from behind, right. or at least the artists rendition of what it might look like right right yeah because on the old toy all you had was just like a couple of windows and that was pretty mm -hmm. much it yep yeah hell yeah that see that's awesome and that that whole like you know when super seven redid the castle in snake mountain you know snake mountain was like 700 bucks or some shit yeah yeah i'm, I'm good on that i you know <laughs> you know what's fucked up oh it's not fucked up I just never liked Snake Mountain the toy. I always thought it looked like shit. It looked stupid. I want the Snake Mar Mountain from the cartoon. Yes. I want. I, why couldn't you just make it circular and you could still open it up and the snake's head could still stick out the front and and there you go and then you put Skeletor on his throne, whatever the fuck it is that you want to do. Uh, I don't I, know. I, agree. I, I never liked it. I, I never liked it. Yeah, and and the whole weird thing that it had it had a microphone. Yes, why? Yeah. I, what the fuck am I? And it, did it even make you sound like Skeletor? No, uh, it did not. No. It was It was just like some echoey thing or some bullshit. Yeah, it's like a spring in the bottom of the like the 
the old uh, Mattel toy from the '80s, where it was the fa- the the microphone where it makes your uh, the reverb because it's the spring in the bottom of the of the of the tube. Yeah, <laughs> and they reused the same thing, just cast it in the wolf in the wolf head. <laughs> what is the strangest thing you have ever seen in the middle of the road? Oh, and you're from fuck. New York, so I've heard stories of crazy oh, shit, shit that just goes on. Well, I don't want to say this is not the strangest thing. It's the most disturbing thing. Ooh, um, even better. I was, yeah, it was night coming back from uh, probably a show. Uh, I was uh, on the Major Deegan, which is Route 87, cruising. And there wasn't anybody on the road, but I saw something in the road. It was in the middle lane. So I, instead of trying to go around it, it's a three lane parkway. So I went to the right lane and I slowed down and it looked like a pile of human parts. Like it just was, I didn't, I couldn't really make out anything definitive but it looked like somebody might have just got fucking plowed by a truck or something because that parkway that's an interstate uh, you know a bum or a kid or anybody could have just i don't know drunk walking out in the middle of the fucking parkway they might have got clobbered it was just like an explosion because there was clothes you know there was there was clothing amongst the rubble Uh, there was not it wasn't an animal, you know, it, it had to be some kind of a, a human. And, uh, at the time, the girlfriend I was dating, she was like, what is it? I was like, don't look, please don't look. You don't need to see this. And then I just drove away and that was it. And, uh, I didn't call the cops or anything, but I'm sure the cops came immediately, like after that. And, uh, it's pretty fucked up. Wow. Something I wish I didn't see. Definitely. That that's insane. Yeah. Wow. It is not a fan, but whatever. definitely not. <laughs> so I have one more question, but before right. we, before we get into it, do you have any shout outs you want to give today? Um, shit. I mean, shout outs to to Skyler and his whole crew that are putting the Gord Festival together this weekend, and a shout out to all of our friends and fans across everywhere you know in the whole world that have helped support us and you know have given us because without fans there are no bands is is how i look at it because if you don't have any fans you're in your mom's basement jamming to nobody exactly so thank you to all the fans and and all the people that have believed in us and still are interested 30 years later or even 10 years later you know because you know, we put an album out ten years ago, apparently to some people, but <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, and all the, all the labels, you know, Severed Records, Willow Tip, uh, United Guttural, Rest in Peace. You know, Primitive Brutality, prim- Primitive Recordings, actually is what the name the label is. Um, just all of our friends, all of the bands that we've played with over the years, guys like you that we will share the stage with eventually, hopefully in the future, and you know what you do, podcast. You're you're bringing interviews to the masses to the people that are interested and uh help hopefully they'll be interested in some of the bands you have on feature and they'll go and seek them out hell yeah man thanks i appreciate that 
and as always, links are listed below. So please give a like, a share, and a follow. Go buy merch. Do what you can. Support these guys. You know, thirty years is a long time. You know, it certainly is. And that's that's <laughs> that's fucking awesome. That is like a magnanimous thing. It's like you know to sit there and to say, you know, we've been doing this for thirty fucking years. That's kudos to it's you. More than me. half my life. It's more than half my life. Definitely. I, I've been in a band more. I've been in a band longer than I haven't. Yeah, I, yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's, it's just crazy. It's fucking nuts. Hell yeah! So, final question of the day: Would you accept a fatal mission in exchange for lifetime support to your family? Hmm. It's like if you choose to accept this mission. <laughs> well, if I had an extended family, like a wife and children, the answer would be unequivocally yes, immediately. But um, even thinking about it right now, I, I would absolutely give my life for any anybody in my family and and some of my friends. You know, most of my friends I would because I think a lot of my I'm close to a lot of my friends. So if it was something I had to do and they would survive, sure hell yeah man awesome that it's like yeah it's you know the music industry can be a rough and tumble place and it can kick you in the nuts a lot of the times you know oh, va yeah. van failure fucking members dying of drug overdoses what the fuck ever mm -hmm. you know members yes. you know f fucking your significant other when you're on tour together <laughs> Not saying from a not saying that from a personal experience, but I know people that it's happened to. Uh, oh, that sucks. Yeah, it fucking totally does. So yeah, the music industry can kick you in the fucking nuts. So yeah, mm -hmm. the 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 long lasting friendships that you can get out of this though, you know, is is awesome. Especially you know, meeting people that you've never met, and then you you hang out for ten to twelve hours, and it's like you never you it's like you've never not known each other. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the shit that's the coolest with with to me with, with the music, along Definitely. with along with everybody buying the merch. That's too. Yes. That that's a that's a. I would say the merch is probably number one. Yes. But the 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 cool friendships is 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 pretty damn cool too. Yeah, it's awesome, man. It's it's just uh, anybody out there listening, if you think that the merch, you know, sales that you when you purchase a shirt or a CD from the band when they're on the road and it doesn't go to them, it absolutely does because that is every band's bread and butter. Don't buy the CD. Don't pre-order the shit from the labels. If you really want to support the band when they're on the road, save it and wait. Maybe if you want to buy the CD, cool, but then save your money for a T-shirt because that is, what, that is what gets you to the next stop sometimes. Very you much. Know? Very and a lot much. of people, a lot of people don't understand how difficult it is and how much you got to put into making stuff happen. And then oh, your it's your time. You know when you when you're sitting on your ass at home watching, I don't know, fucking stupid ass Cobra Kai or something. You know we're driving at 3 a.m. fucking trying to not hit deer on some interstate going to the next show to play for your ass but you don't know that <laughs> when you get there you're just like oh yeah cool this band's here oh i don't really know them i'm gonna leave 
I hate that shit. I, I that agree. That shit happens. That shit happens far too much. And um, just stick around because you never know. You might dig, There might be that one song that you're like, oh, shit. That actually, I, I dig it. So maybe I'll give these guys a second chance. You know, you never know. You never know. Exactly. Dude, Danny, thank you so much for coming on the Metal Forge this week. This has been such an awesome conversation. That Thank you, brother. You know, I definitely, when you guys are coming through Louisville, or even even a couple hour difference, you know, Cincinnati, Nashville, Indianapolis, mm-hmm. anytime y'all are coming through, I'm definitely going to be there for fucking oh. sure. Hell yeah, my brother. You let me know and your name will be on the list. Oh, dude, thank you so much. So, out of whatever, whatever you want to play from the the whole catalog you know mm-hmm. at least what's on Bandcamp, anyways what do you want me to play out today how about interviewer's choice <laughs> i'm that- i'm saying that interviewer's choice it's it's your interview all right play a song that you dig or play a song you don't dig i don't know it's well, fine with me i'm digging the eugenics cover here like so i'm going to play something <laughs> off of eugenics all right cool so why don't we go with a title track? Is that cool? Oh yeah, man. We still play that one. That's still in our set. So hell yeah, we'll be playing so, that later on tonight. Hell yeah. So here it is from Malignancy. This is Eugenics. <laughs>
Hey, let me tell you guys about Mercenary Press. They're an independent London label and distributor of all things metal. Mercenary Press delivers the goods from their own independent zine. Trust me, you're going to want to get in on that. To distributing various bands from all over the world, including Cramp from Spain and Sadistic Force from Texas. Visit mercenarypress.bigcartel.com to find out what all they have in stock and what you can order. And for Metal Forge listeners, enter code METALFORGE to receive a discount on your total purchase at mercenarypress.bigcartel.com. Check it out now. Since 2013, there has been a calling from the underground. From the graves of all those unholy, and they decided to make a zine to talk about all of this. Soul Grinder Zine! An independent metal zine to keep you informed on all things metal and horror from the underground. Available in both print and digital formats, they're bringing you the best interviews and reviews out there today. Not only do they do the zine, but they also do compilation CDs. Check them out at facebook.com slash soulgrinder.zine and start your subscription now. Hey, Metalheads, it's with great pleasure I get to tell you guys about a new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Ageless Art, New Albany. After 20 years of owning and operating Ageless Art in Clarksville, Indiana, Phil Garrett had a vision for a new type of tattoo studio, something that is clean and modern, sleek, refined, inviting. And he's done just that with Ageless Art in New Albany. You can find it at... 2736 Charlestown Road, New Albany, Indiana, 47150. Business hours are Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sundays are 12 to 6. All sessions are appointment only, so give them a call and go get you some new ink. Or if it's your first time, go get your first one, baby. Hey everybody, let me tell you about the new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Unchained Tapes. They're an independent Pennsylvania tape label. They focus on extreme metal and punk with a killer approach to the tape scene. Visit their web store at unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com now to get your fill of tapes. And for being a Metal Forge listener, enter the code METALFORGE10 at checkout to get a 10% discount on your total purchase. That's unchainedtapes.com. BigCartel.com Hey guys, Wrestling Steve of the Wrestling Steve Show here. Uh, so if you're currently listening to the Metal Forge with Mark Jackson, then you understand that Mark Jackson has a pretty discerning taste when it comes to music as a whole. You'll also understand that he has a discerning taste for professional wrestling, just like me. The, my show is called The Wrestling Steve Show. Uh, I talk about modern and classic pro wrestling in a completely unbiased, unfiltered way. 
be sure to check me out on all available podcasting platforms. That is the Wrestling Steve Show, and I am the host, Wrestling Steve. Just remember, uh, like like Confucius said, uh, man who goes through turnstile in Thailand uh, is going to Bangkok. Pro wrestling. Hey, it's Mark Maxwell at Maxwell's House of Music. Listen, all this stuff is now available to purchase on our website. Check it out at maxwellshouseofmusic.com. We carry all the top brands, like Fender. We got Gibson. We also have basses. We've got ukuleles. We've got drums. We've got sound gear. We've got keyboards. It's going to get weird as the name of the podcast. We're on season two. So you have a whole season to get weird with Frank Green and Scott Clark. The best part is there's always laughter. We have national touring comedians, NFL stars, rock stars, your local friends. It always gets weird. Weird answers. Have y'all ever snorted coke off of a 78 Pinto? No? You ain't no Man. Weird questions. Who had a bigger cocaine habit, Jock Sutherland or Kaywood Ledford? Neither one, because they stopped beating their wives. <laughs> and weird, we never even thought of. Well, no, my friend is on acid, and I sent my friend to go find a payphone so that I can call and turn myself in for murdering this guy and ruin my life. We love all types of people, but we don't love all people. <laughs> weird. It's gonna get weird. Is the name of the podcast available everywhere? And thank you to Big X Sports Radio for being a proud sponsor of It's Gonna Get Weird. Frank Green, Scott Clark. Yeah. Hey, thank you all for tuning into this week's episode of The Metal Forge. I want to take a minute to remind you guys about the Patreon page. Over on the Patreon page, we have the tiers set up to support the production of the show. We feature the Down and Dirty, which is just a buck. There's nothing special for that one. It just sends me a thank you because every dollar helps. Then there's the Double Down and Dirty. Much akin to the Down and Dirty tier, everything helps produce the show in the end. You make your presence known, and I appreciate that more than you realize. Thank you for being a dedicated friend and supporter to the Metal Forge. By selecting that tier, you will receive some cool Metal Forge stickers in your mailbox. Now, we're really going to start pounding the metal madness with the Apprentice Metalhead for just $5 a month. By becoming an Apprentice Metalhead, you'll be given early access to the shows, published 24 hours before everyone else gets it. You're also going to receive three entries in any contest that we do here at the Metal Forge. You're also going to receive a 10% discount on all Metal Forge merch, and you're going to receive a sweet Metal Forge patch for your battle jacket or backpack. And now, here is the big one. This is the Master Metalhead for just $10 a month. By becoming a Master Metalhead, you will receive a hand-numbered Metal Forge Master Metalhead membership card. You're going to be given early access to the shows as well, with 36 hours before everyone else. You're going to receive five entries in any contest that we do here at the Metal Forge. You'll be able to submit audio questions that I will use on the show of you asking questions to the upcoming guests. Remember, timing is everything, and you will need to keep up with the upcoming guest list on the website. You're also going to receive advanced knowledge of any new merch coming out and be given a 25% discount on all Metal Forge merch. And you're also going to get all of the other rewards from the other tiers. So visit patreon.com slash Metal Forge Radio today and help support the Metal Forge. Rock on.